Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the November slash early December. We're still going to call it November's episode of We Podcast, and we know things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora. Well, the Eagles lost. Yeah, we are coming to you live, kind of, from a uh, from a different host, a different everything. Like, I could never hear Sam writing or typing. Now I can. I heard everything you just did. <laughs> so this is like a different experience for us. We are working uh, out of Zencaster for the first time in a few years. We moved over to this, uh, what seems to be a really good hosting site called StreamYard. They also give us a two-hour limit per month. So we'll give you all your uh, news and notes in under two hours. But um, apologies in advance if like we're still figuring out this new platform, um, at least for the first episode or two as we're kind of working through it. And so I will do my best to get rid of a lot of this stuff in post or to to make it sound like it used to in post, but just giving you a little quick warning up ahead. Sorry in advance if you hear more background shit than normal or what have you. So uh, Sam, it's been a while since you and I have recorded. It's been uh, since ho- the night before Halloween. So how you doing? You're you're muted. So we're off to a great start. Can I unmute you? Is that a thing? I can unmute you. Can't unmute your guest. Fair enough. Their mic is connected. How that even happened? I wasn't even on that screen to get muted. (laughs) I'm leaving it in. I mean, this. I just gave everybody the warning, and here we go. Hey, hey, we're learning on the fly. I don't. I wasn't even literally on that screen. Don't know how I got muted, but let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm tired. Like I said, I'm frustrated. The Eagles lost. It's a but. Sunday night. We don't ever record Sunday nights. We both have work in the morning, so we're gonna go through this all. We're gonna start with what you've been up to. We're gonna start with movies tonight as we go through the nerdy stuff. Then go into TV uh, and gaming. In movies, there is a big, massive uh, movie announced that Nintendo is collaborating with one of its closest competitors. So we'll talk about that. Sam saw the Marvels. Madame Webb dropped a trailer and a new Karate Kid film is in development. In TV, we got multiple Yu Yu Hakusho live action trailers. And this is the last episode we're ever going to record without a live action Yu Yu Hakusho. I think that's a good thing. Uh, We're going to talk about Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We're going to talk about For All Mankind Season 4. We're going to talk about Loki Season 2 and a little bit of a debate over the MCU's Big Bad moving forward. I'm very excited to have that little discussion. Uh, It was much more of a discussion until some news dropped recently about it that might answer some of our questions but a new spartacus show has been announced we are looking forward to that and then a whole bunch of shows over the weekend got like debut trailers and all this craziness happened on a weekend which i did not expect uh in gaming i'll talk about super mario rpg gta 6 pokemon scarlet and violets dlc the game awards and the last of us part two three years three and a half years after its release, but let's not waste any more time. Uh, without further ado, let's start where we customarily adieu. What you been up to, Sam? So I did finish uh, Gen V, their first season, and I gotta say, it was pretty damn good. Um, I feel like for the most part, the boys and Gen V has been overly positive, so it's a good sign. It's got it's going to get signed for season two. They already dropped the boys next season trailer, so it's off to a good start. It, it was a good show. If you have Amazon Prime, you should be watching Gen V. I also finished the Onimusha, the new anime that dropped on Netflix. 
eight episodes. Um, I, I I played the the PS2 games growing up, one, two, and three, and it was it was pretty good. I, I was hoping for it to be a little bit better, but I, I guess what my next story is, is is the reason why it's kind of a little bit back on the list. But Onimusha was eight episodes. It was worth the watch if you played the video games. And you know you know about the Oni Gauntlet. I think it's worth the watch. So it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. But um, an, another anime that dropped on Netflix that really everyone should watch is Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, you've been you gushed about this in our text. Yeah, honestly, it's like my probably like my favorite TV show of the year. Like I, it's it's a French American adult animated anime that dropped on Netflix out of nowhere. I just I just heard a couple of good things on Twitter, and I. Just, just jumped in. I didn't even know what it was about, but it's um, it's about this uh, mixed female, and um, she's obviously a half you know Japanese, half American, and you know she gets kind of segregated, and she's grown up as the, by this swords master, and it's it's a rated horror, like it's hard R. I mean, there's nudity, blood, violence, decapitation, people getting cut in half. It's it's pretty brutal, but I I got to give kudos to Netflix. I know. I think it was, what, two years ago where they said that they were dumping a, a boatload of money in original anime, and it it's that they're finally getting to reap what they sow here. Because all eight episodes, I loved all eight episodes. Um, the, the cast, George Takai, Randall Park, um, Mignel Wen was in, Harry Shum Jr., just some names that you might know. But this is one I cannot recommend enough, if you like anime or not. I'm praying this gets a season two because I'm I'm not ready to just end this story yet because it, I, I couldn't get enough. I wanted eight more. Blue Eye Samurai, check that out on Netflix. Uh, next up, uh, two back-to-back documentaries. I watched the slide documentary on Netflix. I'm Italian, grew up freaking Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, obviously Philadelphia, Rambo, a million other Sylvester Stallone movies, but I never realized, I guess, how bad of a childhood he had. His dad was really tough on him and his brother and you know, it was it was a good you know peek inside Sly's life growing up, and kind of what pushed him to get to where he was at. So, if you like Sylvester Stallone, Sly Doc on Netflix. Next doc I um, I watched, I, I believe you watched it as well. It was called Bye Bye Barry. That's on Amazon Prime. That was about Barry Sanders of just him retiring after I believe it was what nine years. Yeah, right? sorry, I wasn't expecting the tag in. Oh no, so I, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was, I was just... coughing. Okay, cool. I was like, I was like, please tell me I didn't go on like a five minute rant, and <laughs> no. Craig's gone. No, I was coughing, and I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Uh, uh, what do so, you say? Nine years for Barry Sanders? Yeah, right. He only had like a nine season career, right? Then he retired. Yeah, yeah. just out of nowhere, and it was just kind of getting you know an inside peek why he retired. And it's just if you don't want to watch it, it's the line stuck. To be, to be fair though, ten years. I think it was parts of ten, so like they counted as ten. To be fair, that's a pretty long time for a running back, but. Well, point being, point he, being, he was one of the greatest of all time. You'd think it was oh more. And if he did play another year, he would have broke Peyton's record, even though Emmett Smith did break it. But if Barry wanted to, if he really was playing for stats, he would be number one if he kept playing. He just got tired. The line stunk. And I don't blame him. Then Cal- you see Calvin Johnson teammates. did the same thing like 20 years later. Yeah. So. And then you see two your teammates, like almost I've like literally almost died on the field, like in front of you. So like there, there was a lot that went in there. So. Um, that that was on um, Amazon Prime. Bye bye Barry. If you're a football fan, that that was pretty good. And I'm just going to end it on this one. I saw a movie on Netflix called The Killer. Oh yeah. Did you happen to check uh-huh. this out? I saw it. Okay. 
not going to talk not going to talk about it and i'll tell you why in a second but i'm just uh, real quick i'm just gonna say it's a david fincher film you either love or hate him yes very much so he is a it's a fire taste yes it is a slow burn but i i michael fassbender drew me in the little bit we got until tilda swinton about this kind of assassin that misses his mark and basically pays the consequences then kind of goes on a little bit of a a payback but it, it, it was interesting. I know there's rumored already of a sequel, and I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm down if it goes on Netflix. I don't know if I'd go to the movies to see it, but for a movie on Netflix, I was into it. The killer, check it out. Yeah. How about you, brother? What he you did. Know? He did seven episodes of Mindhunter. He did Gone Girl. He did seven. He did. Oh, he did, a lot of he stuff. did Social Network. So like, you know his, you know his stuff. I think he did Benjamin Button too. So he's done a, a boatload, and yeah, it's it's definitely in his style. Um, the reason I am not going to talk about the killer is I don't want to talk about most of the things I've been up to for the last month and a half. No month and a week, uh, because I've been clearing out our, my backlog for our award show. I watched seven movies. Uh, oh, I played three games that I didn't even tell you I purchased. Um, <laughs> and a couple of TV shows. I've been doing good TV shows all year, so I didn't have too much to catch up on there, but I watched seven movies five of them in the last week. So I don't want to talk about a lot of them. Oh, I also listened to a shit ton of albums. Uh, so it's just been a really productive month and I don't want to talk about them cause I'll talk about some of them during award season, uh, which is yeah. our next episode or the one after we'll figure it out. But yeah, don't want to do that. So what I will talk about is, you know why I loved and still do. I'm seeing Dury in two days, by the way, you know, why I love Dury so much is because I hadn't heard anything that sounded like them. And I think that's the thing that drew me the most, his voice, the fact that it's brother, sister, brother, wife, and oh, by the way, Dane. And so like, and it's just the type of music I gravitated towards. And so like, when I hear something that reminds me of them, it's not because he sounds like them. It's because he doesn't remind me of anything. And that's Jack Kays. Have you ever heard of Jack Kays? Mm -mm. He is a solo artist, but he was really founded by Travis Barker a couple of years ago, and they put out a four song little EP together where Travis played the drums and I would imagine he either produced or did some mixing work or just consulted him or whatever. And I I was blown away when I heard this, the lyrics, I had never really heard anything quite like them before. His voice is absolutely unique. And he had come out with a song a couple months ago and it totally missed me. It was called caffeine. And as I'm perusing through my backlog, YouTube suggests in one of my playlists, this song caffeine by Jack case. So I click on it and I'm immediately just hooked, hooked, absolutely hooked. And then I went down the Jack case rabbit hole. It's exactly how I found Dury hooked on Jack case. Apparently he's super duper popular and I just had no freaking idea. Um, Jack case on Spotify has 1.2 million monthly users. Oh, wow. I had no clue. Caffeine already has 7.1 million hits. My favorite song sideways, which has, Every bit of Travis Barker's drumming in it that you could ever want has 17 million hits. He has another song, Bottom of the Bottle, with 22 million, Morbid Mind with 37 million. So, like, he's got a ton of followers, tons of fans. He's big. I didn't know about him. Jack Case cannot recommend him enough if you want something like you've never heard before. Um, there's other bands that I will talk about 100% when we get to the awards season. I don't want to bring them up here, but. This was the best year for music since we've started this podcast. And I firmly believe that. 
This was my favorite year of albums since 2016 when we freaking started the show. So looking forward to that. Next on the list, I had talked last month or two months ago, whatever it was, about Super Mario Wonder. It was our last episode. I brought my impressions and I said, oh, yeah, I beat it. I 100%ed it. And this whole thing about it being hard, I don't get it. I beat it in two tries. Boy, was I wrong. No, there's a secret hidden level, a final level that uh greggy didn't know about <laughs> and so uh somebody had said hey did you beat the the final final they call it the final final level or final final test and i was like no i beat the final test i should have known there was a final final in mario odyssey they have the dark side you think it's over no it's the darker side they have a different one so yeah this one beat my ass um i, I died over 40 times and it took me about an hour and 10 minutes like it was one of the hardest 2D Mario levels I had ever played. But when I beat it and got all three purple coins, I got my two missing badges that I didn't even know existed or medals. I think they are. I got all six medals and now I have officially 100% it. And I can say that that was a damn fun, damn hard final level. If you've played Mario Wonder and you've beaten it, you owe it to yourself to get every purple coin and every wonder seed. So that level unlocks because that will challenge you. It's about, I think you use six or eight different badges that you've acquired during the game. It's super fun and a great use of a lot of mechanics. So Mario Wonder continues to to just smoke the 2D platforming competition this year. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, I only have three things I really wanted to bring to the table today, was uh, my favorite comedy special in as long as I can remember, probably since his last one, which I think was 19, maybe 20. Um I don't even remember, maybe 21, the new one. Uh, he's the best storyteller in all of comedy, hands down, and that's The Old Man in the Pool by Mike Birbiglia. That's um, your boy. I, I, I was, I, <laughs> LPMs, laugh, laughs per minute. I probably had more laughs per minute for this special, probably since Aren't You Embarrassed. Uh, I laughed. I felt the the drama that he brings. He's such an incredible storyteller. He's great at like bringing it back later. He does a great like callbacks. He's phenomenal with his callbacks. He's phenomenal letting like making you believe everything. And sure, there's a little bit of I'm sure creative liberty there, but you truly do believe he went through the majority of the things he talks about. And uh, I just I think Mike Birbiglia is for my money pound for pound one of the best most impactful comics of our time. Um, and so if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, the old man and the pool. It is incredible and incredibly funny. Uh, that's what I've been up to. And oh, by the way, got Sebastian Maniscalco tickets for September, uh, of 2024 at the Wells Fargo center. So finally I can cross that one off the list and say, we're going to see, uh, one of my favorite comics of all time. So, uh, Sam, they were 60 bucks. So if you want to go, I mean, like you can't get cheaper for a Sebastian show. Uh, 60. That, that's not bad at all. That's, that's like that's half of actually. Atlantic city. Now, granted, I mean, if the nosebleeds could have nosebleeds, I'm there. Yeah. But what are you going to do? There's not really a bad seat at the well, you know, it's kind of a small arena. So for 60 bucks, you'll be fine. Exactly. The jokes will sound the same. I'm cool. 40 uh, bucks for parking, hundred bucks, <laughs> 35. <laughs> I think it is for parking, but what are you going to do? You know, uh, it'll be a fun night that I'm sure we'll go to and the kids definitely won't get sick and it won't get jacked up last second. And I won't be calling you, uh, scrambling to get a replacement for Ashley, begging you to come with me for free. It's just there's oh, no good. way it's going to happen. I, I, I'll keep it open. then. All right, Sam, let's get into the show here. Um, in the movie section, 
And this is a massive one. And this broke while I was in Seattle for work. And I wanted to, from my hotel room in Seattle, do an Instagram reel reacting to it. But I wanted to wait until I had more details. And I'm glad I did because I probably would have like praised it and said, oh my gosh, I love it, love it, love it. Then some more details came out. And now I'm just, I'm optimistic based on the Mario movie. But Nintendo has announced a live action which is step one of this recovery process for me, a live action legend of Zelda movie. And get this, they're partnering with Sony pictures on it. Uh, What was your reaction when you heard this? I hope it's Dylan O'Brien cast. Oh, as Link. That's the only person that jumps to my mind. And I saw people say Tom Holland, but please God, please God. No, I think that was like a joke, like a Tom, like a, uh, I hope not. Dylan O'Brien is in what, like Teen Wolf and the Maze Runner? Well, Maybe. the Maze Runner movies make sense because the director for this did those movies, so there is some familiarity there. That so that, that that's who that's why one I saw people like Machine Gun Kelly say, "If I don't get cast, I blah, saw that blah, too. Blah, blah. I saw that too. Yeah, I don't want Link to be Machine Gun Link. I just I'm all good with MGL uh, in my. But well, like, I mean, obviously, it's huge. It's a long time coming. That you know, I, I thought this was rumored for like a couple of years now. 2015, I think, like a Netflix series yeah. or a movie was yeah, was very exactly. very long rumored, and now we're getting it. And you know, there's some detail here that I think needs to be. Uh, kind of worked through number one again it is partnering with sony sony does not have a great track record with pop culture we'll say yeah, uh, yeah. outside of the main spider-man movies they don't really have a great track record morbius uh madame webb coming up we look we saw what what's his face look like craven the venom movies um you know they just don't have a great track record however the film will be produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, a.k.a. the grandfather of Nintendo. He invented Mario. He invented The Legend of Zelda. <coughs> Excuse me. I have like a whole bunch of shit in the throat, so I'm trying to work through that. Um, let's see. Avi Arad. So this is the big one. They're bringing in Avi Arad to produce with uh, Miyamoto. Avi Arad is in charge for Sony of all of the comic book stuff. So all of this Spider-Man stuff, he has been a okay. main part of so that brings people a lot of hope however he is also in charge of the other stuff he's also in charge of morbius and in charge of this and in charge of that he was the main producer of anything marvel and sony and so like i think with that and i'll turn it over to you for a second as i bring up some more detail you get some good but you get some bad i just don't know how to feel here um what are you thinking i mean it, it, the track record's definitely not great uh, but you know, let's hope that he he's learned some lessons, and you know, hopefully himself. Maybe he's actually like a, a Legend of Zelda fan, and rather than maybe not so much as a comic character or a fan, maybe hopefully played video games, and we can kind of bring a little bit more to the table on these movies. He he's an older guy, and I'm sure he was a comic book collector growing up. I think just from like a pop culture perspective, he's probably got um, some chops. And so, like, I think I'm cautiously optimistic. The the there are two things. Two more main things here. We don't have any casting news or anything like that. But the two more main things to talk through here is going to be directed by Wes Ball. We talked about this just a second ago, but he did. He is like mainly known for the the Maze Runner films. And like they're kind of, again, hit or miss. The first one is a lot more critically acclaimed than 
the following, I think two, uh, he has his last movie that he directed was 2018's maze runner, the death cure. So he has not directed a film in five years. This movie probably isn't coming out for two or three years. So it'll be almost a decade in between projects for him. And that is like where you say, uh Oh, right. But here's the one piece, the one piece that saves me a little bit for this. And this is a quote from the Nintendo press release. The film will be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Pictures with more than 50% financed by Nintendo. The distribution. So they want it to be good. The good. Di- exactly. Good. The distribution will be Sony Pictures Entertainment, but Nintendo will have their hand all over this. They will get the say. They will make sure it is up to snuff like they did with Mario. I mean, listen, we're not going for plot here. Um, they'll probably go for plot more than they did for Mario because Nintendo, or I'm sorry, the Legend of Zelda very much more story focused and has a bigger story to tell. However, at least Nintendo is going to be the final say here. Whereas if it was in the hands of Sony, I think I would be a little bit more worried. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so. Uh, the producing visual by producing visual contents of Nintendo IP, Nintendo is creating new opportunities for people around the world. Blah 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 blah. blah. So really, nothing else in the press release there. Um, but you know what? I'm ready. I'm happy. It's finally happening. This is still not a guarantee. It ever comes out. Do I think it will? I probably think it has more than a fifty percent chance to come out. Nintendo did yeah, put we out. Just, we just wait for casting announcements. A now, press release. You're right, and you probably won't hear us talk about this movie again until we get a link. And that that'll be that. I'm sure yeah, we'll get a link it. in a Zelda yeah. very much. The only thing I'm concerned about is live action. How are they going to make the, the Gorons look Ganondorf look? Is it going to be like a human Ganondorf? Oh, my God. I'll be so pissed off. Um, he's got to look like. Ganon from the like Ganon from the games I'm talking. I can't remember his race uh, off the top of my head right now, but like he's got to look like that. He can't just be a white dude with funky hair. He just can't. Uh, I just won't accept that. Uh, but yeah, any other thoughts on the Zelda movie before we move on? No, let's, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. You saw the Marvels, Sam. Let us know what you thought. The Marvels. And, and then if you want, we could tack on the Godzilla. I didn't even mention Godzilla in, in the beginning. But yeah, the Marvels, I right off the bat, I liked it better than the first one. I've been very Shocked. vocal saying I've been very vocal saying the first movie sucked. It's one of the worst MC movies. It's right there with um iron man 3 of, of being the worst mc movies this one i i still feel like if you didn't watch the miss marvel tv show you don't like you're not gonna 100 percent get the movie like they they do a decent job of trying to explain it to you and do that quick rush of the recap but you know her family again if you miss the show you don't get half the jokes you don't get half the references I, I I just think they tried to throw too much into this movie. There was a whole like singing part of this movie that, yeah, it, that took me out of the movie. I was like that they could have cut that entire ten minute scene. Like that didn't even need to be in the movie. I heard they um, could right probably now. cut it by like twenty minutes, not even including that, and it would still be fine. Yeah, and and the thing about that helped us. This movie was only like an hour forty, and if they cut that last ten minute of that whole singing scene, it would have been an hour and a half, and it would have been better. Like this movie had an awesome action sequences that's what saved this movie for me mm-hmm. was the action sequences was the back and forth of them using their powers the other thing if you saw secret evasion nick fury of samuel jackson it's like that never happened yeah. this is 
this is old Nick Fury. We got jokey Nick Fury. We got the cool, the cool Nick Fury. The one that we got in Secret Invasion, act like that didn't even happen. Just put that out of your memory because that character don't even exist. We don't know what that was. Yeah. Seriously. So I, I don't know what that, that show was, but I this think, one was Fury. Act like it never happened. That's Two, what it was. Like, yeah, like two different timeline Nick Fury. It's like that's how like opposite of the realms they were. Yeah. But other than that, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Of the three it, Marvels, which one was the standout for you? I I almost wanted this. Rambo? Obviously, Brie was came more into their own, but I kind of Monica Rambeau was better than I thought. But Camilla Khan again, it seems from to be a TV show. show. Yeah. Her development, it works. Yeah. Just her fan fangirling and. Um, her yeah, family, I heard, has some really fun scenes. Yeah, yeah, again, you maybe not get some of it if you don't watch the show. If, if you watch the, the six-episode show, you're going to be like, oh, I know her family. I get it. I get the whole dynamic. I understand it. The, this right now, it's going to go down as the lowest-grossing MCU movie ever. It's $275 million budget, and it made one ninety seven. because there wasn't enough executives on set. Come on now. Yeah, I did. I, I saw Bob Iger say that, which was which was kind of funny. I want to hear that. I didn't bother to click into it, so I didn't. I don't understand the context around the comment, but I'm interested to that extent of like, what did he mean by that, or are we taking it out of context? I, I just I, to me, it seems like that the movie just got out of hand. Rewrites started happening, then add and taken away. This can you that. tell when the rewrites were on screen? Like, remember the wig and Fantastic Four? Like, was there anything that stuck out? Nothing was was that. Egregious. egregious Ooh, look you know at what this. I mean? But you, you did have a nice mid credit scene, which if you again you we're, we're going to talk about those, yeah. If you watch <laughs> we'll put up a the lot old of these, spoiler tag for the for these. If you watch the, I'm not even going to say who it is, it, but we'll get you, there. Again, we'll get there. You have to watch these Disney Plus shows, but if you did watch all the shows, you see this the best one. Going, oh, by the way, yeah, the best. Disney and if you watch, you, if you listen to the podcast, you know what show that is for us. Yeah. But it, it was good. It, it leaves you wanting more. It, it knows you the direction they're heading towards Young Avengers. It's been no surprise. That's been teased for like three, four years that they're going to. So it, it, it's okay, guys. It, it, it's worth the watch. You may see it once and may, ne- may never see it again. Yeah, just to like advance the lore for you. Like you'll probably watch it so you can get caught up on everything. If you don't want to watch just like the five minute recaps, you can find all over YouTube. But this is where we're going to throw the spoiler tag up. So. Uh, for the next few minutes, just be aware if you haven't seen the movie or you don't want to understand the two credit scenes. Those are the only things I've watched. I don't care about the plot of the movie. I was interested in the credit scenes when I heard about them. So that's what we'll talk about. Just more at a high level. So like, you know, again, I would recommend you have seen them now, but go check our time codes for a little bit of spoiler warning here. Sam, the mid credit scene had Kamala Khan talking to our favorite show in the MCU um, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop from Hawkeye, and yep, they're and the kind of dog. yeah, right, exactly, and they're kind of forming the Young Avengers here. So, what did you think about that? Is the Young Avengers something we're going to be seeing on our screens, whether it's the small screen or the big screen, anytime soon here, or do you think this was kind of like Nick Fury and Iron Man, where they're just setting the stage, and we still have years and years to go before this is even like a concept? I mean, I, I still think we definitely have a few years, but you figure we already got introduced to Scar, Hulk's son, horribly, by the way. Yeah, hopefully they changed um, his look. That was that was rough. Terrible. Yeah, we got but the twins. The we got the guy, the kid from um, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. So we have Vision technically. Like um, We're going to get Ironheart. So we, we have a lot of them already in play. I would imagine we'll see the twins in the Agatha show on Halloween of this year or next year. So like we have a lot already. 
I guess. But like for me, this is a show. This is not a movie. I don't need a movie with this. Give us a nice six to eight episode show and maybe they have something here. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I think six episodes is probably enough. And I just I would just want it to be focused, like let Kate Bishop be the leader. Well, I think Kamala Khan will be the leader. Is Kate Bishop yeah. the leader in the comics? Because if Kamala's going to do the recruiting, it's I just feel like I think Kim she'll probably... is a little young. That that would be my only thing. Is she's a little young. She's very powerful. Like if you she, think about her being like, if you think about like that team, maybe Vision. I don't know. Isn't Vision like part of it? Or something. I, I've never. I'm not gonna act like I read Young Avenger comics, so I, I I honestly don't know. But I mean, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll again. I watched everything, so I'm here for it. I love that your reasoning for being here for it is because you watched everything. Like the reason I'm not here for it is because I don't watch anything anymore. And I tell you, it feels great. It. Fe- I watch what I want. I don't have to spend any money on it. I just wait for it to come to Disney Plus, and I roll down the window and wave. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty phenomenal. Um, however. There wasn't that wasn't the only end credit scene we had. There was another one, and this one I I think might have piqued your interest. Of course, and it's no surprise that the mutants have been a long time coming in, and we get a familiar face. Hank McCoy shows up to an alternate version with um, uh, Maria, which is the mother of, but she doesn't remember Monica Rambo, and she's I forget what her hero name is, but they adapted that and. Um, from the comics. Yeah, fo- I think it was Photon, Photon or something maybe? like that. But you get to see Hank McCoy. We get our boy back. It's been a long Kelsey time. Grammer, too. Yep. Uh, reprising his role time. as Beast. Yeah, I think the last time was X-Men Days, Days of, of Future, Future Past. Past. Yeah. yeah, so that was the last time we saw him in this role. So it's been nine years since he's been on, on the big screen. So, you know, and then after this, we get Deadpool 3. So yeah. we're, we're in good hands. Yeah, and that's... And like... You know, the, she was a mutant in the show, so like that's already been a thing. Now they're introducing this means they're introducing the room, Professor X's basement, like very, very much to the way yeah. it was in the Fox movie. So there's definitely it, even more crossover to happen here. And if you watch the Miss Marvel show at the finale of episode six, you find out that she also is, in fact, a mutant. I just said that. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I, I, I was reading something. I didn't hear you say that. Uh, but I will say this. I think with this whole Young Avengers setup and this whole X-Men setup, I think there might be an expectation for any MCU project that comes out for the end credit scenes to move that shit forward. Could be. I, I just, when else are they, they going to do play, it? They have to play a delicate game of of, of now with like Kang. Like, there's so much that they're dancing on because it could be Ironheart. It could be Ironheart. It did, but it could be Ironheart. They have an opportunity to like bring some things in there. Um, because she'll probably be a young Avenger. So I, I just, I don't Deadpool three. We're going to get everything thrown at us. Deadpool three is a good opportunity for the mutants for sure. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a, I mean, literally Hugh Jackman is in it. Um, we're hearing other rumors of other people. Being oh yeah. In it, I already so. saw shit. So yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's a really I good, want to say it. good call by you is that's going to be a thing. And again, I, Agatha is a really good opportunity for the young Avengers to kind of come together. Uh, Cause who's going to be the good to stop her evil. And, you know, all things considered, it's probably not Wanda. It's probably not Viz. So, like, there's the twins and they could call for other wonder twin powers could activate. I don't know. Now I'm just crossing franchise streams. Uh, so anything else you want to talk about the credit scenes before we welcome back the people who skipped it? 
Well, that's about it. Welcome back, everybody who skipped it. Uh, yeah, so the spoilers are done, and we're going to move on to the Madame Web trailer. I liked it the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, I just I was completely over it. Uh, what about you? I already. The only reason I'm going to see it is Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Sweeney. That's it. Other than that, it looks like it's garbage. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, it, that's all I want to say about it. It looked like another trailer that tried way too hard to tell people in the trailer what it was because nobody knows what the fuck Madame Web is unless you watched the animated Spider-Man growing up or you are a hardcore comic reader. And then you're like, Madame Web, wait a minute. She was old. She was blind. She was in a chair. Like, this is not she's not the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. What is going on here? Uh, so there's definitely a different spin on the character. Uh, one that I don't think is welcome very much. And like when they had to just exposition dump you in a two minute trailer, boy, howdy, uh, was that just rough? So the first time I was into it, cause I didn't know shit about it. And then you watch it again and you're bored. When you find yourself bored during a two minute trailer, you done fucked up. That's where, that's where my, uh, care about this movie stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Once she went off screen, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> So I'm painfully going to watch this in theaters like I always oh do. Oh, my God. He's so committed to the bit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are making a new Karate Kid film. And on top of that, the cool little niche thing here is they're doing an open casting call to find their Karate Kid. And like over 10,000 people so far have rung the bell. I mean, this no brainer. I, I, I love Jackie Chan. I'm still watching Cobra Kai, so this this seems like a no brainer. So what? Two to three years? Okay. Ooh, yeah, I would say yeah, probably closer to three. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they're going to pick, not getting any younger. If they are going to pick a kid to play Danielson, if that is in fact the name they go with, uh, who is an unknown actor known more for the martial arts side, I think it might take longer because he gonna need acting lessons. Uh, Just just don't bring in. Man, it would have been funnier if I remembered her name. Someone from Cobra Kai? No, 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 no. That would have been funny. No, the girl from completely new, please. the girl from the next Karate Kid who dies in all of her movies. Julie Sun. She was in Million Dollar Baby. Nothing. Hillary Swank? Yeah, thank you. Damn, dude. My game's off. We don't record on Sunday nights after an Eagle's loss. We just don't do it. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. We're going to move to TV now, and we got some good stuff to talk about. In Wait, TV. but before we jump oh, in, ahead, we ha- let me just jump into Godzilla real fast. Sure. I, I, I don't know if you saw it. I think you did. I fucking sent you a picture, yeah, brother. I, yeah. know if you fin- I, I know just know didn't want to talk it. about it yet because it will be making my end of year lists. Good. And, and, and I love to hear that. And I, I just wanted to mention it just because I feel like it snuck up. Like, I didn't know this was in theaters until like well, because, three days ago. Listen, because Godzilla X Kong, the new empire is the big American Godzilla film yeah. for the for the cash, right? Yeah. And then you have Monarch that just came out as well right around it. So a lot of the legendary and Godzilla universe are pointed in those two directions. So this Japanese import film that is subtitled snuck up on people. Yeah. And that's why and it's it, flown under the radar. Thank you for YouTube and social media because that's giving this film life, the life yeah. that it deserves. And that, and that, and again, I, I know that's probably why you want to skip over, which hey, it, it, it lands in your one, two or three. That's freaking awesome. It, it was a really good movie. Godzilla minus one. Um, I'll tell you right the, now, as of this second, it is in my top three. I, I, I had, I, Greg, I know you. So once Godzilla. you didn't mention it, I was like, this, he's going to skip over. And I was I, like, I'm not letting him. I love <laughs> Godzilla. Letting... You know me. I'm such a Godzilla nerd. Of course. I loved it. It was, it was the I, first I Godzilla movie say... I like loved since 
right off the bat, it's better than any American-made <laughs> yeah. Godzilla sure movie is. they've ever made. I mean, Easy, all, right all three of them, four, and whatever. Just to make it like worse, like not even worse, they made this it was the budget was fifteen million dollars. Yeah, when we make a Godzilla movie, it's two hundred million. Shows you what the value of the dollar, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. What are we doing with our money? Yeah. Is it money laundering? What's going on over yeah, there? Now we got to lay off a million people just to fucking make this movie. It's like, well, wait, or we could just work smarter, not harder. You idiots. This movie. Kudos to the idiots. Japanese who outclass us yet again. That's yes, simple as that. Dude, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And it's the movie. I felt it was maybe a little slow at moments, but it picked up every single time you saw Godzilla. When he was swimming in the ocean, oh, dude, he gave a couple what? of those looks. I was My like, favorite yeah, that scene, shot. yeah, where they're sh- oh, that shot. chasing the boat. Yeah, it was- yeah, it's. I mean, it's some of the best shots of the whole movie. And I was like, how did like just that alone? Was like just that scene alone? I was like, all right, I Worth like that better than everything they showed in the movie yeah. in a two-hour American-made movie we just saw. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I'll just say this: it's one of the films that cares a lot about its human characters, but doesn't waste them. Um, I'm talking to well, you, Godzilla 2014. No, I mean it wastes like, them physically. No, but well, Greg, okay. The only thing I'm going to say is the, I'm just going to say the ending, right? Okay. Uh, My complaint well, is. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you going to spoil it? Because like, don't. I'm just going to say. All I'm saying is they should have been dead. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we we listen. We know that this movie probably wasn't ending dark, and there were going to be some survivors. I, I get that. No, what was not a spoiler? Back, I guess. Yo, what, don't don't what, don't what, don't. I got you. No, I'm I got just you. Saying, Greg, listen, when this I happened, when that happened, yeah, yeah. It, it it was a lot better, and then that happened, and I said, it can't even be – I couldn't even get it a nine because of that. Yo, so but, many people just turned the episode off, though. Like, you have no clue. People are so pissed at us right now because they're like – No, I didn't give up anything. talking about the ending. Just – they don't know nothing. Just go see the movie. It was 12 bucks and then matinee. Yeah, yeah. Worth it. It, it. Listen, I loved the human characters for the first time in a long time. 2014 had me, and then they killed off Brian Cranston, and it was like you had it, and you fumbled at the goal line because – You had they, me in the first 15 minutes, then lost me. And then me. it just lost me for the next hour 40, and it's like, fuck. Oh, and so shit. that was – this. Was, I love yeah. the human side. I love this new look. Godzilla is mm-hmm. celebrating its 70th year anniversary, meaning that it started in the 50s, and it was supposed to be birthed in the 50s however they almost kind of pull a prequel on us here and they go post world war ii 1940s godzilla and the craziest part about this is japan just was ravaged by the war and now godzilla before listen this isn't the anti-hero godzilla this isn't like the godzilla who's fighting back this that or the other this is a monster who is just destroying things and so like to have this new approach at this new timeline with these new human characters who are like you feel their their pain you feel what they're going through i thought that that aspect just worked so well for me that it made me care about the characters it made me care about the movie and it almost didn't make me care about godzilla in a good way and so like all of those things combined by the way godzilla just looks so good um i couldn't recommend this movie enough for me it's one of the best movies i saw all year and again i've seen seven in the last month four in the last week i'm crossing more off than i ever thought i would this year and this movie still is is right there near the top it's not at the top but it's right there near it i'd love to hear it all right now let's get into tv we've been waiting for this for years and we finally saw it there's one that's available majorly to the public they dropped a second trailer uh, doesn't really get too, too much into the weeds on newer stuff, but we're just 11 days away from the time we're recording this episode to the Yu Yu Hakusho as we go into TV. 
live action Netflix series, and we got a freaking trailer. I cannot wait to talk about this, but I'm going to kick it to you. You're the one who introduced me to you, Show, so you get first run at your thoughts on the trailer. I mean, the trailer, I mean, I, I only watched it twice. I didn't go with us. I, I, I've watched it over a dozen times. I, I'm tr- I want to go in it like so fresh, bro. Like, I hear I, it's, you. But it's not December the you, 14th, you, you know. Frank. Brother, I get you. But they literally say on the screen, a new world imagined. Like, yeah. this is not the Yu Yu Hakusho that we know. It's not going to be based on the anime, I mean, which was not I mean, based he, heavy on the manga. So, like, he's still, so the, uh, what I'm reading, he still dies from saving the car in a car accident. And they show you that in trailer car. number two, though. Yeah. Which, which is, that's, uh, it was a truck fine. and not a car in the movie or in the live action. They fuck him up. Like, he fucked up. He did. Yeah. He real did. And, and I'm looking, I always see three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, one of the things we're going to talk about, right? That's going to be a, a sticking point I'm, or something. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm just hoping they're 90 minutes. That's it. Just I'm, I'm hoping. Go like, continental. I don't see any like time. There's no runtime. No, there's nothing. This is still shrouded in mystery, and we're 11 days away. 10, really. <laughs> I mean, let's call it what it is. Happy I'm birthday, Ryan Cunningham. Happy birthday, buddy. But I'm 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 excited. This is going to be a day one watch for yeah. the 14th. Hopefully, I have nothing to do. I pray I have nothing to do that. I day. will watch all three that day. It doesn't matter how long they are. I, I will, will stay well, up all night. Just know that next episode's that we record all three will be watched. Yes, 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 yes. We will have full impressions the next time we record, whether that is awards ceremony or not. And there is no guarantee that this thing is good. They are pulling some punches. We did not expect when in the, in the anime do, uh, Kurama, Hiei and Yusuke all fight the Tagoro, the younger Tagoro brother ever. First and foremost, secondly, before the dark tournament, it just doesn't happen even at Yukina's and we see Yukina in trailer number two. So we know she's yeah. in it. We see uh, Bui, we see Goki, Tagoro. we see the elder Tagoro. We see, um, oh, there's one more. I'm, I can't remember. Not Bui, um, but the one of the other guys from Team Tagoro. So like they're meshing the Saint Beast arc, but I haven't seen any of the Saint Beasts. They're, oh, I saw a Makai insect in trailer number two. Um, and then in trailer number one, you see like this zombie looking thing. So, you know, the Makai insects, which are, by the way, season three in yeah. there. So they are mashing this together. Yeah. I'm really hoping they don't do season one, season two, season three in each episode and like go last of us on. There's us, no way. I don't think they will. I no don't. Way. But I am interested to see how they mesh together these storylines into one and have well, us believe it because this pace could be breakneck. And I don't know if I want that. Well, it also, it's kind of sound like with the same thing they did for One Piece. Because um, One Piece. Yeah, One Piece has 1,000 episodes. Yu has true, 120. But, so in the live action, you 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 get introduced to his grandpa early. Yeah. In the um, anime, you don't see his grandpa until episode like 300 something. Right. So I wonder if they might have just kind of moved things around. It looks it looks like that that's probably what's going to happen in Yu Yu. But from the trailers, like I'm not out. I'm still in. No, Quinn looks I great. Botan looks fine. Uh, what's the trainer? What's her name? Genkai. She looks fine. Like all of it looks fine. I think Elder Tagora looks a little wonky. I think we all expected that. He is a Kurama, like, My favorite is a he little looks, bit. He looks rough. Yeah. And he's my favorite, so it's tough for me to. <laughs> me too. Kuwabara. Um, his hair obviously doesn't look phenomenal. They could have just done what they did for the live action stage play, and it would have been great, but they didn't. Uh, it looks a little weird, but like go into this not expecting the anime, and I think your expectations will be a little bit 
easier to meet if you just go into it with that in your mind. I think this yeah. is one of those things where you could probably watch it if you never saw a second of the show and still follow it. I think they're going to do enough exposition and enough like, okay, to, to kind of get you where you need to go. Um, I think the cool thing for us will just be like, is Jin going to make an appearance? That'd be cool. Is the knife fight going to happen? Is the dark tournament going to happen? Because we see him on a boat. So like, we know that they're probably going to one neck hanging neck Island. And that might actually be a thing. Like, I just think there's so much potential here, but also a lot to be concerned about just because we don't know if this three episodes thing is real. Uh, we just don't. And so hopefully there's more and they just haven't told us yet. That would be really nice. Maybe there's six to eight, but if there's only three Netflix, Japan, make it 90 minutes. Uh, don't expect a dub of this guys right away. Expect this to be subbed only for now. If it's popular, maybe they'll add a dub and maybe just maybe they'll get the original voice cast because that would be phenomenal. I don't think that'll happen, but Oh, that would be pretty neat. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this trailer? Yeah, just guys, December fourteenth. Make sure you guys watch it. Yeah, you you support it. Coming to Netflix. Yusuke, actually, Yoramashi Yusuke cannot wait. Uh, one of the best, just one of the best anime ever, and it's finally on our freaking doorstep. Uh, one of the other most popular anime of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender, got a release date for Netflix February 22nd, 2024. In one calendar year, One Piece, Avatar, and Yu Yu. Pretty wild. And I can probably, I can already tell just from the little bit we've shown, it it's already better, better than M. Night Shyamalan's ever, that garbage he released. Yeah. I never finished the Avatar cartoon, but I did watch some episodes, and it it is a really good show. So I'm it really looking forward to it. anime to the mainstream through Nickelodeon. Like, it's just what it did. Yeah, they really did. You know, I think Adult Swim was one thing for Dragon Ball and for Yu Yu and for Trigun and for those things. But like Nickelodeon, Samurai Nickelodeon, Jack. you know. Right, yes. But like Nickelodeon's bigger than Cartoon Network ever was. And so it's just a yeah. different type of audience too. So like you think about Nickelodeon, you think uh, 8 to 11. You think Cartoon Network, you think maybe that adolescence, early teens. And so, yeah, just I think that it did a lot of great things. And I'm excited to watch this because I could not care less about the show. So this will be a nice <laughs> little introduction yeah. for me. Uh, different. Mo- yeah, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Uh, we're four episodes deep. What do you think? So far, I'm I'm liking it, man. I'm every Friday I've been watching it. Yeah, me I, too. I like the the Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell. I, I like the father son dynamic. When they I, I go like from the, like past to present, I'm like, yeah, oh, finally I, it works. Yeah, I like that. It's, I, I like it's the not Ted Mosby, the Bob Saget. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, I I I'm invested in everyone in the story. There's been deaths. Like, not everyone's just like surviving. Like. Like they have me. Episode's been like forty minutes, forty-two minutes. Like it's short and sweet. I'm in and out, and I'm in, man. I'm 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 ready for Friday. I'm in too. But episode four was a little bit of a drag, a little boring. Um, but I am in. Oh, a little boring till the end. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I well, get they're it. all, dude. This if there was ever a Walking Dead clone, this is it. This is. What do you mean a little boring till the end? That is every episode so far. <laughs> it's been a little boring till the end. Well, but, they throw in the chick almost getting frostbite and. Yeah, they, well, they also do really in the bad. first episode, they give you the flashback to, to yeah. the main character on the bridge, and they give you that little look into the Godzilla yeah. attack in San Fran. So, like, you know, it it it's like one of those, uh, what's that, like, just when they bo- when they thought I was out, they boom me back yeah. again. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it definitely has that going for it. 
Um, it's fun. It's enjoyable. The CG is actually really good for a show. Apple TV Plus just destroys oh, it in the visual. They effects. got money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like, agree. You look at For All Mankind. You look at this. You look at other shows like Silo. They just destroy it with the visuals. And this is just another example. I like that we're seeing Muto that are not the standards from the movie or just those winged things from Skull Island. Like, I like that a lot. That one in the ice was just awesome to see. And yep. so, um, yeah, like you said, there are character deaths. Uh, one of my favorite movies, Hearts Beat Loud. One of the uh, love interests from that show is is a love interest in this show or a for- former love interest, whatever. My big gripe with this show is, and I get it. I want to preface this with I get it, is the acting is just shit. Um, it's just really bad. And the main character, Kate is going to be the main character of Shogun, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And that has me really worried. However, I'm willing to keep it going, but these actors, um, they feel like they are really cardboard and I'm just, just, sometimes it's tough to get past it, even with like language barriers and stuff. I guess Sam disagrees. (laughs) <laughs> so nothing to add there um anything else about the show you want to talk about no i think we, we covered it friday watch it friday's apple tv plus yeah yeah well i'm sure we'll talk about it more when the season's over and or if it does happen to make an end of the year list we will see it's got time but yeah sam said it. a lot of it's short and sweet it's got enough monsters to keep you hooked and waiting uh, but i would uh go in with like this isn't godzilla minus one let's say that Loki season two is done. It's over. He connected some things and now things happen and he's got a crown. Uh, what'd you think? I, I thought it was okay. I didn't. Everyone kind of was making it seem like it was the best thing since sliced bread. Well, they thought out about season one and it wasn't yeah, and I, not very good either. And I, I really didn't like season one and yeah, I thought either. season two was a little bit better. Um, I, I liked where Loki ended up. Um, I, I could see him coming back. So people are like, oh, is that it? Like, no, I, it's money, guys. If if they pay him, he'll come back. But I, I thought it was a nice a nice end. I, I do not think we need a season three. I think you, you bring him back in, you know, uh, another movie, something like that. I, I would leave Loki alone. But it was good. I'm still glad I watched it. Uh, that's, that's about it. That's about where I lie. Just a quick aside. I, uh, so fucking funny. I <coughs> opened up X to see if anything drops. Like while we're talking, I usually like refresh X a couple of times, see if there's any breaking news. And I go to X and the first thing I see, I'm sorry, Twitter. Uh, it'll never be X. The first thing I freaking see is a, an ad for StreamYard. Like, <laughs> how's it? No, you know, Perfect. how's it freaking? No, our platform. Uh, I've never typed it into my phone once. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Loki season two is completely forgettable for me. I could not care less. Will not watch. Do not care. You all know that. But I think the big topic of conversation here is with Jonathan Majors and everything going on in his life personally. uh, And the fact that Kang has not really had the impact outside of He Who Remains that maybe a lot of people wanted, especially the way he went out in Ant-Man Quantumania. Yep. Uh, there are talks that Jonathan Majors could be either replaced as Kang and or Kang could be completely replaced by Dr. Doom, who actually kind of has a main plot or is one of the main pieces of Secret Wars. Anyway, we now know Kang Dynasty is going to be Avengers 5. So like 
uh, they would have to rename it and all that stuff. They did just get a new writer for it, who happens to be the creator of the Loki TV series, or at least the the creative behind it. So, like, I think the question there is, um, with his ties to He Who Remains and Kang in general, with the Kang dynasty being in the title and so far not being renamed, does that kind of answer it for us? Or do you think there still might be some legs here that Dr. Doom might be the actual big bad and Kang might be going the way of old Yeller? I mean, I hope they wait a little bit on Doom because Doom is like the biggest baddie. And I feel like besides Galactus, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I just like Doom like Dr. Doom is as a kid. I, I always thought he was great. Like, I don't give a shit for Kang. I didn't like him as a kid. I don't give a shit for him now. Um, He, didn't, he did nothing for us for ha- having the way he lost the way he did in Ant-Man. He's not like like he was threatening and then he lost to Ant-Man and the Wasp and then that was it. Then I don't give a shit. Now you want to just can't like because what's going on is personal life. I get it and try to do a crazy pivot. I read that they're looking at Killian Murphy for Dr. Doom. Like why wouldn't you? Peaky Blinders. He just came off Oppenheimer. I mean, I, I get it. But if you do, I, I still feel like you should you got to go with Kang a little bit. I mean, I would kind of suck if they just like drop Kang because I know a lot of people love him. and He's a great character. Which is, I'm here, like, show show me why he's a great character. Because what I've seen is pathetic. So, in all honesty, I would I would love to see Doom just introduce him right and don't just shoehorn him in and just throw him in. Just like how they did Thanos, you know, weave him in. Don't just throw him in and then bam, go. Mm-hmm. That that's where I that's that's where I sit with that. Yeah. I I would agree with all of that. I mean, we saw Doom before in a lot of Fantastic Four stuff, and it's been underwhelming so far. So definitely mm-hmm. excited to see them kind of rebrand, and I think a lot will come down to the casting. I like. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't heard anything about like Killian Murphy or anything like that. Um, I, I did also see Oppenheimer. So uh, definitely, I've been waiting for that one for months. So another thing I didn't want to talk about earlier today in our episode, uh, or earlier in the episode. But yeah, I I just think that. I don't know if they're like too invested, especially the way Loki season two kind of ends. And so they could kind of go wherever they want, but with the new writer on the movie with them still kind of seemingly going in this direction with us, not having too much, um, you know, insight into Jonathan Major's situation. I just don't know if they're going to scrap Kang. If anything, they'll probably recast at this point. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised again. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know. They're waiting. I think his, his, they're waiting to see how his trial ends because I think it's this month or next month. Then whatever happens from that, then they're gonna, you know, whatever. But so here's my thing. Personally, I think they've already made a decision. It's one of those things where they they kind of have to. But I think we won't hear about that decision until, like you said, I think they yeah, already know internally fine. what they want to do, um, because they kind of have to. But I don't think we're gonna hear about it just yet. Which yeah. is, uh, you know, my opinion is Kang will stay. It just won't be Jonathan Majors. Uh, let's see. Yeah. For all mankind season four, I'm going to start us on this one, uh, with impressions. Um, because it's great to have like my favorite show back, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it doesn't feel like my favorite show anymore. And so I'm a little conflicted on this, on this season. Um, episode one went just as a great for all mankind episode one would go. It has the mm-hmm. big, uh, the big mission, the big failure, the big deaths. I won't be one of them that forgets that there were two. And so, like, I loved it. And since then, I've been waiting and waiting. And for me, I care so much 
about the Margot plot. Again, won't go yeah. into crazy spoilers. Yeah. I care so much about what's going to happen with her. It is so interesting, and I love it. I couldn't care less about the stuff on Mars. And it's like, when did the show about space exploration become more about drama? And I'm just kind of at the point, I'm going to give it time. There's still six episodes. I'm at the point where if you tell me I got to sit through another week of almost no space activity, the only space activity we got in this episode was Miles, a character I don't care for, falling absolutely would have at least broke his helmet and or ripped the suit. Don't care that he was wearing an old one and completely survived just fine. Like there's so much coincidence and convenience so far. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm at a point where I love the show, but I'm like, if we can't do Friday night, if we got to wait till Saturday, wait till Sunday, wait till Monday now. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. No, I'm I'm right with you. I'm loving Margot's storyline. Like that's I I wanted to stay there yeah. every time. Yeah. Every especially after the last episode, and you know, the little bit, and you're finding out a little bit more than one guy. You're like, oh, where's he going? Oh, new employment. I was like, oh, he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour Three. <laughs> but it's you know, it's 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 it, they're definitely setting a lot of things up. Um, some of the like you, some of the new characters. I'm not invested yet. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not, exactly. I'm not, I don't give a shit. I don't care about your smuggling shit yet. Like, you know, this oh, get my daughter. I, I don't care. I, I don't care. You know, Ed's getting older. So you can see him. He, he's growing pot. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on in space? But I, right now, I'm I'm more Margo. Margo is where I want to be. They still have to they have to figure out, like you said, they need they need to do something in space, or they need a, a pivot or a different storyline. It looks like the other guy's probably going to have an affair. I imagine that's coming next. I'm seeing that from a mile away. Um, but I mean, I'm watching. I'm in. It, I'm not out yet. But like you said, it's it didn't. But again, I feel like each season of the show took a little bit for me to get in every single time. And, you know, that's why I don't I don't want to speak bad yet, because every time I open my mouth, something crazy happens. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm wrong. Yeah. So I'm in. So far, so good with it with for all mankind. I'm in. This is the closest show for me to Game of Thrones, and I don't mean quality. I mean they'll kill anyone at any time. Yeah. At least early Game of Thrones, Uh, not the plot armor that was the last few seasons. But like, I'm so like I have faith there, and I'm happy we saw Bill again, and I'm happy that we did this, Mm. and happy we did that. I love Bill and Aleda, but like Aleda, complete backseat. Don't even know if we saw her this episode. Kelly is a, again, pr- not a great actress, but her storyline, like what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Loving Daniel Stern. He is awesome uh, as kind of the new, uh, uh, he's in charge of the budget of NASA. I love that. Yeah. I also, I always love the alternative history things that they do. I'm fine with the massive time jumps because if you don't know, between seasons, they release two or three minute videos all over the place explaining in greater detail all of these time jumps and things that happen. Yep. Um, there's a little bit of mystery around what happened to Danny, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so we like, don't know. Right. But we, but you kind of do. Like, yeah. He shot himself. But like, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I do care, by the way, about Lee and his wife. I'm just really interested in what's going to happen because I think getting them up there, the, here's what my prediction is. This is whatever. It's not really a super big spoiler because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I think he wants his wife on Mars. That way they can defect out of North Korea up there, become a part of the Republic and become U.S. citizens and live freely together. That's just my guess. I don't 
No, but if I know this show, I, I can kind of almost see that happening. Um, but this show is also known for subverting your expectations and doing some twisty stuff. So again, we still have six episodes. We're not even halfway through the season. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for three good seasons, three great seasons that this could turn around. But as of now, this would be at the bottom of my list for seasons. And I don't think it's actually even that close. Uh, let's move on. Oh, all right. We're going to fly through some of this stuff here because a lot of it's like renewals and stuff like that. Yep. So I'm going to go with a bunch of, I'm going to go with three stories in a row here and we can just riff about them all. The bear has been renewed for season three. Harley Quinn has been renewed for season five at max and Hulu has renewed Futurama for an additional two seasons for 20 more episodes. Well, first, the bear. To me, there was no surprise that we were going to get a season three, one, and two. I, I feel like we're none of we're these were surprises, well by the way. None of these yeah. three. I think Futurama getting two seasons was, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact twenty episodes. That's great. I I, I did watch all ten. I, I thought they were okay. These, you know? I was gonna say I hope they're better than these ten. These ten are yeah, floating yeah. towards the bottom of the uh, the worst list here. Yeah, you're, you're you're definitely not wrong. There might have been maybe one episode that I, I actually cracked up because it was Captain Brian again, of course. Yeah, exactly. And H- Harley Quinn. I'm still. I didn't even watch season three and four yet, but it's good to see that it's, it's getting a fifth season. So I, I have some episodes to watch. Yeah, the bear. Obviously, like you said, no no surprise there. No, Futurama. No. Good to see. Hopefully, it can regain its footing a little bit, but uh, it, it hasn't been the biggest hit so far for me, at least. Stars though is bringing back a crash. Uh, it is bringing back in his greenlit Spartacus house of Asher, uh, which will probably be like a six episode spinoff, like gods of the arena. I'm sure. But this is freaking awesome. What do you think? Uh, same creator, Steven Denoy, Steven, Steven S. Denoy, same creator, Spartacus. He did the other, the spinoff, the break after Andy got sick, which this was gods of the arena, which was, I was just referring to. Yep. Um, which I, <laughs> which is freaking fucking fantastic. It's so good. Lo- loved it. So good. Um, might be the best season. Nah, no, season one's the best season, but it's the second best season for sure. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say, it, I I can't even compare them because that that whole series I freaking love. Yeah. Um. Don't matter who's cast Asher in. Don't matter Stephen tonight. I have I have full faith. It's the same guy. He's writing every episode. Take my money. I'm in. Do they bring back what's his face as Asher? I, I thought I already th- thought that was it. I thought this was after the fact. Okay, good. I just want—I didn't know. I'm just making because sure. I don't think he dies, right? Doesn't he get away? Oh, Asher. It's been a while. Ooh, I think Asher meets a pretty fucked up fate. I think I thought this was going to be a prequel, a spinoffy prequel. But like, hold on, I'll get there. I'll get there. Asher, I, I got you. I got you. I'm on the website. Um. Remember if he died. Asher's last appearance is season two, episode ten, which would be season three, episode ten, that we know at least. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he got. Killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he gets decapitated. Yeah. Okay, so. so it has it has to be a prequel. Yeah. Which is again, that's why I think it's going to be the six episode kind of like the God of the Arena type thing where they do the the Gannicus spinoff. I think that'll be kind of like this. It'll, it might even be like a what if scenario where he like might what if he was Batiatis and like he had his own house or whatever well regardless i'm in like that's how much faith i have in steven s tonight right and spartacus also if you don't know super stylized when you watch it you're gonna be like what the fuck is the cgi what's up with this horrible looking blood no that's actually like completely on purpose yep um so go into this kind of expecting something different what i would recommend is fire up your stars app because i'm sure it's dusty 
Uh, Heels is probably the only thing you watched in the last five years on it. And go watch the all four seasons. Um, you'll notice a big difference because season one, Andy Whitfield was Spartacus. He passed away. Um, Ian something or other takes his place. He's fine. I won't say he's as good as Andy. Nobody could be as good as Andy. Mm-mm. But three main seasons and a spinoff. All really, really high quality. I mean, this is some of the best shit ever. It's just like super fun. So I would yeah. recommend checking that out before House of Asher. But like, this is going to be super cool. I'm really excited. Uh, anything else before we move on? Oh, and another show I'm super excited for. <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about Shogun. Shogun looks badass. It'll come in February to Hulu and FX. This is very much Ghost of Tsushima on the big sc- or on the small screen. Like, I'm hyped. What are you thinking? Yeah, this is uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. He, he was played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Everything. I mean, Last Samurai, uh, the Wolverine. This guy is in everything. He's producing this. He said this is in interviews. He said this is his most proudest thing he's ever done. I am so excited <laughs> to travel for to. I will watch all ten episodes. Like you said, February twenty seventh, we're getting um, um, episodes one and two are dropping. I imagine they're going to be what forty five minutes to an hour each. And we'll talk about and, it in our February episode because we'll probably record the next day. Like we've tend to record the very last part of the month, and February twenty eighth. Is a Wednesday. Ah, oh, sugar. Might have to wait till the March episode. What yeah, else? And, and they shot this in Japan, Vancouver. So they were all all over the world with this movie. So I can't wait to show, see it. I already know it's going to be beautiful. The action, the blood. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And, and FX and Hulu could tend to spare, at least FX tend to spare no punches. Their shows actually look pretty high quality for yeah. uh, what you would think would be a cable. And I would also just think that this will probably be pretty gory and or maybe profane um again they they tend to go there uh so yeah i am incredibly excited for what this show is what it could be i love samurai japan feudal japan it's so cool and it's and it's also it's based off the 1975 novel of the same name by james clavel so cool yeah i'm so excited this is automatically just like rocketed up to the 2024 hype list cannot wait to check this show out so shogun on fx and hulu looks badass what if will debut december 22nd that'll be season two of that halo season two will premiere february 8th 2024 on paramount plus ted's prequel series i think also called ted uh is coming january 11th to peacock so again a lot of release dates there what if december 22nd halo february 8th ted january 11th i am most excited for ted it's actually the only one of these three things i will watch but it is coming to peacock so you have to have that service if you want to check it out yeah i'll watch, watch ted i canceled disney plus off the wait on what if and halo uh i'm in, i'm in no rush to watch that yeah i'll be skipping that just like i was out halfway through season one big time out we got our first looks at the fallout tv series house of the dragon season two and the boys season four all on the same day about 24 hours ago uh what'd you think of those three shows I, I never played the Fallout games. I thought the show looked interesting. I'm definitely going to watch it. House Ella, of the Dragon. Pernell, yeah, she was Jackie in Yellow Jackets. Mm, that, that she was. House of Dragon um, Season 2. I'm su- surprised we're getting it this fast. I thought that we were going to wait a little bit longer, so I'm here for that. And the boys, I mean, there's no surprise. It's one of the best superhero shows out right now, so I'm in. It's the three. superhero entity that I still care about. If you, unless you, that count, says something right there, right? Unless you count Mortal Kombat, uh, it's the only no, reason right. I care about superheroes is the boys. As simple as that. 
Uh, Fantastic. It's just such a good show. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I would say of the hype, I would go house boys fallout, but I am hyped for all three just to be on the record about that. Yeah. The it looks really, really faithful. Um, it looks so good compared to the games. Like I'm really excited about the, the, the at least the art direction and stuff that they're at. Uh, so yeah, this will be something, <coughs> excuse me, that I watch day one that it's available. Um, I, I'd actually say the same thing about all three of those hyped as hell for 2024. It just looks to be a great year. Now let me take it over in gaming and I finally get to hear your full impressions of Super Mario RPG. The classic. It has returned. It's overpriced uh, because Nintendo loves charging full price for remakes, but it is a faithful remake from the ground up, which is cool. If you ever wanted to get into like a an RPG that was super digestible, it's still a turn-based RPG. It's still got all those great mechanics, but you weren't looking to spend 30 to 85 to 100 hours into a game. You can beat Super Mario RPG in 11 to 12 hours. And oh, so, it's, wow. yeah, it's a very, very digestible. That's why I say it's overpriced. It's because like 60 bucks for a goddamn 12 hour RPG. Yeah, that's, that's rough. But again, same time, it is super fun. It's super digestible. It, it, I've only played through it one time as a kid. I played through an hour of it on the Super Nintendo Classic, so I don't have a ton of like itchy, itchy nostalgia, and I forgot most of it. So it's great to be able to kind of relive that. Uh, it looks gorgeous on the Switch. Um, super fun. Love it. I love playing as Bowser, so any chance I get to do that is great. Gino is back. Mallow's back. Um, again, though, it's very short, and you get seven stars. It's basically it. A big giant sword is the main enemy, and you fucking you can just fuck shit up as Bowser. Great moves, um, but yeah, it is like not baby's first RPG. But if you're looking to get into an RPG for the first time, this would be a really good starting point. And I mean particularly the Switch version because there is a breezy mode. So if you like don't want the challenge of the later bosses or like how RPGs can kind of just get super fucking hard later in the game, there's a breezy mode, and you can just kind of. It's, it's a lot easier. I tried it for like one of the stars and I was like, holy shit, I have to go back because I can do this with my eyes closed. But if you want to experience the story and all that, definitely recommend it. It's an obvious recommendation. However, I wouldn't fault you if you wait until it gets that like forty one ninety nine sale that Nintendo likes to do eventually to their stuff. Um, but yeah, Super Mario RPG couldn't go wrong. Grand Theft Auto 6 debut trailer will debut. In early December. Yeah, we actually now know a day. It's actually going to be in two days on Tuesday the 5th. So tomorrow probably or today, depending on when you're listening to this or yesterday. Uh, it's probably out now. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get the debut trailer at 9 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday the 5th, the day I see Dury. So excited for that. Uh, we'll talk about it the next time we record. Uh, and uh, I don't I don't have much else to say. I have no interest in it, but I'll watch it for sure. I mean, everybody in the world's going to watch it. Just who knows, you know, their attention. That's all. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC Part 2 hits December 14th. I missed that part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, from all accounts and purposes, people say it's the hardest uh, any DLC pack has been. It's the hardest part of the game by far. It's much bigger than the DLC Part 1. Um, and so... Uh, that has me ex- at least excited. It comes out the same day as UU, so like it'll wait until I'm done UU. Um, but I am finally excited to play Scarlet and Violet again because this, this is just. I'm just gonna, ladies and gentlemen, 
2023, not been the best year for Pokemon. It's been a rough, rough year for Pokemon fans such as myself. And so, uh, yeah, uh, excited as hell for this to finally fall in love again with Scar- fall in love for the first time with Scarlet and Violet. But get in the back of the line. You use first. Yeah. You know, uh, all I know is that Seal and Dugong are part of the returning Pokemon, and I finally get to shiny hunt Seal and Dugong. So I'm excited for that. There we go. The Game Awards announced their six Game of the Year nominees. Yep, the show is in is this week. It's Thursday. Like I was very heavily debating doing a bonus episode after the show, recapping the announcements and stuff, especially if they're big enough. Um, now knowing GTA is not going to be there, we'll see. Depends on what gets announced. But at the end of the day, um, we got Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. We have Super Mario Brothers Wonder. We have Resident Evil Four. Uh, we have Baldur's Gate 3, we have Alan Wake 2, and we have Spider-Man 2. So it's a stacked lineup regardless of what direction they choose to go. Um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 will win. Yeah. Yep, I would agree. Uh, I think it's that or Tears of the Kingdom, but because Breath of the Wild won, I don't think they're going to give it to that same style of game again seven years later. So I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to to win Game of the Year. Um, then yeah, but other other than that, if there's some massive, listen, new Bioshock game, Greggy's doing a bonus episode. Uh, but other than that, we'll see if there are announcements that will, uh, that will require such a thing. And the final story in gaming, the last of us part two is getting a PS five remaster coming out January 19th. I couldn't be more excited to spend not 70, not 60, not 50. But ten dollars. Uh, this is an instant Easy. purchase. Easy, yeah. Uh, so we have been like waiting for this for a very long time, and I did not think they were going to go the upgrade path for us. I thought it was going to be a full retail release. I am so excited that it is not. Um, we are getting a roguelite adaptation called I don't know, No Revenge or some shit. I can't remember. No Return. I don't. I don't know. But you go through twelve levels and you fight wave after wave of enemy and boss. Um, you can play as like Lev and Tommy and players you could not do in the game. There are new skins like Ellie can wear her NASA spacesuit. So definitely excited for that. Um, there's a lost levels component where you can go through three sections of the game that were actually cut during development, which is awesome. Uh, yep. There's director commentary or d- developer commentary, I should say, which is like a lost art on DVDs and stuff. So hyped for that. And, and... And it's just going to look really cool. 60 frames, all that stuff. They already have a 60 frame version, but uh, yeah, this is, I think they even tease like a new playable character for the story, which I don't know if that's a thing um, or not, but yeah, this is, this is an instant purchase for me. For 10 bucks, we're pot committed. Yeah. I'm not playing the game again. I, I recently went through it, but um, I will play the shit out of lost levels. I will play the shit out of that roguelite for a little bit, Uh, but this is, Three years too late. Very, very excited for this one. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Listen, Sam and I, we wanted to get through this episode. We thought it was... We, it, listen, at the end of the day, this is a massive episode because of the the, the hype of the stories, the big stories. But um, I'll tell you, flat out, ladies and gentlemen, we got through it pretty damn fast today. Hour 15, hour 20. And uh, that's exciting. This is a new platform. We are not recording on our normal night. And so to say we're done before 9 p.m. 
is a dub because I haven't eaten since yeah, breakfast. No, you know, we take those, especially yeah. if they're an Eagles loss. Yeah, we take those. So if we spoke fast tonight, if the audio sounded a little different, if we rushed through some of the stories we normally would have sat on for a little bit longer, it's because this was not our night to record. We're pissed. We're a little tired. We're a little wired. And we're ready to have a great December. Everybody, enjoy UU. Enjoy the Game Awards. We'll see you when we see you, whether that is later this month with our awards, whether it is next month with our awards, or a bonus episode later this week. Who the hell knows? But guess what? We'll be there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you in our next episode. And for the last time, F you, Zancaster.